1: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host, Pumpkin Spice Mozzie.
0: <laughs> Have you ever had a Pumpkin Spice uh, coffee, beverage, latte, cappuccino thing?
1: Not in the last decade. The last time I had one was, I can't remember if it was middle school or high school, but it was when there was a Starbucks pretty close to my school and where we lived, so we would get it sometimes in the mornings. Um, I've never I would actually usually, had it. I, yeah, it's... it's I really don't remember how sweet or not sweet it is because I like pumpkin. Like pumpkin's a good flavor in my opinion. I'm a big pumpkin guy because at its at its heart, it's not very sweet. Like I love pumpkin pie when it's got like the right amount of sugar in it, kind of thing. Because it's you know it's a subtle flavor and it's and it's pretty good, I think. And you know, deer like it too. Um, <laughs> fun fact, yeah. If, if you if you make some pumpkins, just like Toss them out and smash for the deer, or some shit. I don't know. Um, anyway, I don't know if they have the seeds, though. But regardless. So, if a pumpkin spice latte... And I, maybe I need to try one so I can give a, you know, a good opinion on this. Uh, maybe I'll uh, try to do that sometime between now and, uh, I guess, whenever they go out of season. But I, I don't have a real take on them. I think my... Here's what I think my take will be. If they are, like, actually pumpkin-y and it's, like if it's like pumpkin pie in a cup that (laughs) might be fine but if it's like much sweeter than that it'll probably be a little too much or pumpkin pie in a cup might be too much for me
0: yeah i'm assuming the one you would get from you know say a starbucks would just be like dessert and yeah well i mean if
1: you if you just get it with like out adding an extra shit like there's gonna be like the milk part of it, obviously. So that'll be like the whipped cream on the pumpkin pie. But I guess it depends how much they flavor <laughs> it. And this is all a thing because apparently you said Zach Wilson said his favorite coffee is a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Mm. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm like, I know I should. But not surprising. Not, I'm like, I know I shouldn't break this down and judge him for it. But at the same time, you can't help but think about those things when, you know, those, those weird facts come out.
1: We're going to see, I feel like Skip and Shannon will talk about this on on their show or something.
0: Yeah, or or, uh, what's his name, Coward.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, Coward's definitely going (laughs) to.
0: You know, like if you ask somebody what their favorite kind of coffee is and they say monster energy drinks, you're like, oh, I know exactly what kind of human being.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we, we did say that Zach Wilson is still young. He is so Um,
0: that was kind of a thing too it's like you know maybe as you get older your coffee preferences become more and more just about the actual coffee and caffeine content as opposed to mm -hmm. a uh, delicious dessert in a cup
1: (laughs) (laughs) also like you get a higher bitter tolerance i think Mm -hmm. like for me my tolerance to bitterness uh increased a lot like after college um Part of it was because of what I was doing where I was, like, flavoring stuff that was bitter, so I just got used to bitter taste. Um, so, like, now, like, I always get, like, black cold brew. That's, like, my go-to. And <laughs> it's I I don't know if it's, like... I don't know if that's weird or normal or not, but I like the flavor of, like, a good cold brew. Because it, yeah, it has, you. like, a nice, like, almost, like, dark chocolate undertone to it in a way. So...
0: I like uh cold brew with a little bit of uh oat milk.
1: Mm. I'm a I'm a big oat guy, but I, I don't know I don't have I ever tried oat milk? I don't know. Oat
0: milk is like my favorite to come out. I try hmm. to just not have too much dairy just because like I have it a, a good amount already, so I try to limit it. So when it comes to coffee I go for like oat milk. It adds a really nice, like, I don't know, oatmeal kind of flavor to it.
1: Yeah. I've heard people say they like to do uh, coconut milk with their cereal. Obviously, it depends if you like coconut or not, because that's, that's kind of like a big dividing flavor in a way. I guess, you know, it mostly depends if you ever got sick off of coconut Malibu when you were in high school or something. But oh. anyway, um, <laughs> I, have, I literally have friends who hate that because of, <laughs> like, they hate coconut because of coconut Malibu and getting sick on it senior year of high school. Yeah, choking
0: on fucking sunscreen oil in a bottle.
1: <laughs> oh. It was—it's so dumb because, like, it hides out. You're like, "Why the fuck would we do that?" But it was like, you know, one of the easier things to acquire. Yeah, and you're like, but... "Oh my
0: god, this room is coconut flavored!" Whoa! I realize <laughs> like it's absolute trash. It's
1: yeah, thank. Warm. Thankfully, I didn't have it ruined for me because I love coconut. But anyway, that's enough about uh <laughs> coffee and dairy. um <laughs> but We may bring it back up when we get to the Jets game, but for now. We're going to dive into our, our Slater games this week. Sorry, this will not be up in time for the Thursday games. I hit a big P. That's going to be edited out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I I, uh, I did not have a pop filter for that. So, yeah, this will be uh, probably Friday or Saturday. And the Thursday game will not be... You know, it'll, it'll have happened. So, we're going to say our picks and move on. Uh, we both have Cincy. I've taken the under on the 48 and a half. I think... Since it's three and a half, I will take Cincy to cover that. Or that did looks it really just... tough.
0: I think I'm going to take Miami to cover it. Because I it to me, that's
1: just three. Yeah. Or, oh, wait, never mind. It's Cincy minus four now. So, okay. I didn't update that one. So, yeah, I will also take Miami cover. So, we are both in sync on Cincinnati under Miami cover. So, we're saying what, like... Um, like a 23 24 or like 24 21 type of game, right? That's yeah, yeah I
0: think in my head I was thinking 24 21 Cincy,
1: yeah. And I'm um, yeah, that sounds about right. I think I think we can see that coming. Uh, we're both on a mixing week, so yeah, just uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll know soon if that what well or not. Um, right. <laughs> So, we start off our Sunday games with a London game that we both apparently are fucking clueless on. (laughs) (laughs) It's not only a
0: London game that's at 9.30 fucking AM. It's also two teams that are super comparable (laughs) roster-wise, and I have absolutely no fucking idea who's going to win this game. Like, I am... a a true undecided. I think either team could win. Would it surprise you at all if Jameis went to London and fucking loved it there and just threw like five touchdowns and was just like super enamored with how everyone talks with a goofy accent to him? (laughs) (laughs) Would you also be surprised if London... Is a lot closer to Minnesota type, of, like in terms of weather. And Jameis was just cold the whole time and hated it and threw five interceptions.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be one or the <laughs> other, right? <laughs> I don't see much in between there. Now, love, the one really games are always hard time
0: weird. with this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna lead Minnesota. We've got so Thursday practice reports are kind of rolling in as we're like filling this in with updates and recording. So. Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston did not log Thursday practices. We got this news kind of earlier today. So Jameis is pretty banged up already. And obviously Michael Thomas is an important factor to the team. So for I, I have a hunch we see Winston play. I don't know about Michael Thomas. um, Just because Jameis is, is, a, Jameis is a back thing. So like I can see them just resting him even if he's going to play regardless. So yeah. but if he doesn't play and it's Andy Dalton. I don't like it doesn't change their Outlook a ton for me but Jameis fits this team a lot better Than Dalton does I think slash That would fully Change my Olave outlook because I Think Olave needs Jameis Absolutely he
0: needs the Prairie yards
1: yeah like If we have both of these guys out It's gonna be Dalton jumping off to Jarvis all day I think Yup so
0: Or Michael Thomas if he plays
1: yeah, like Olave's fully dependent on the Jameis prayer yards. So, I, but yeah, I think I think I'm leaning Minnesota here, and I think their front's good enough to like get enough pressure on Jameis to make him fuck up some if he's playing, or on Dalton.
0: That's kind of what worries me, is that Jameis might start and leave halfway through the mm. game, and we'll see Dalton because Minnesota is gonna get pressure. Um, yeah, they've been getting it, and Jameis is hobbled and is already prone to getting sacked so it would not surprise me to see Jameis play half of this game and then Dalton comes in uh mm. and that's one reason this game's really hard to pick I'm probably taking Minnesota
1: yeah um, I think they're the better team I think they are so and it sounds like that one will be all good I think I think he's going to be playing with the harness. Uh, I don't know about all year, but for all, probably for a lot of the year. That's what he did last year at times. And Harrison Smith also practiced in full, so he'll be back, presumably. So, with both those guys playing, obviously, like, Dalvin to Madison is not a huge change, but Harrison Smith's a big factor for me. So,
0: there is, however, one player that I know is going to score a touchdown,
1: regardless of who's at acqu- court.
0: And that's Taysom Hill. I know it's gonna happen. Is he healthy? (laughs) (laughs) No, he actually
1: did miss last week, right? Yeah, he
0: did. If he's in, I know, like he's a big dude. I I think he's gonna play, but he could be out. It's it is truly questionable.
1: He's he's been limited this week, so assuming he does play though. (laughs) (laughs) Life is
0: unfair. Taysom Hill's gonna score a touchdown. Um, but that's a game that I'm kind of avoiding without further update for lineups. I think it'll be a good choice. If you know Jameis is out, I think it's a a good DFS play to go and snag Jarvis or Michael Thomas if they're healthy and good to go.
1: Yeah, and th- this will be like a, a showdown slate, I, I assume, for DFS. Like yeah. I, I don't know what contest will offer, but this won't be on the main slate. And then, reminder, it is at 930, so... Make sure you're up to check your lineups, or if you're not gonna be up, you know, set it the night before. Right. So. That's but an early yeah, ask. Yeah, I don't know what time is that in London. Is that like twelve thirty in London or something? Like, something like that. Um, they're five hours ahead of us, so how's that work out? Two thirty. Thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Right. Two thirty. Yeah. I think we That's mapped Texas's that right. Yeah. Favorite time. <laughs> is 230 <laughs> i love doing that joke but it like eludes so many people because most people don't have that joke ready in their brain so you right. say that and they're like what what did you say and you have to go like 230 <laughs> just look at them while they are moaning at look at your the terrible disappointment
0: joke. wash over their face as they become ashamed of everything
1: <laughs> oh, i i'm also a frequent dentister I, i'm i go i go every six months for cleanings because i got that acidic saliva so i gotta be there a little more frequently um total Good is luck. it okay am i allowed to say it depends on Jameis?
0: i think i'm just gonna take the over it does a little bit but i think i'm gonna take it at four.
1: <sighs> this one's tough
0: because that's like a twenty-one twenty, uh, essentially 43 yeah. is really hard to get you have it has to be 23 20 much
1: for mm. something tangible yeah, it's true. Um, I guess the Minnesota minus three is pretty tough. I think I'll take them to cover. God, this feels scary. Doesn't it? This maybe will be. We we change our thoughts on, but um, I will say though, if 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 we do know Jameis is starting, I think Olave is probably a banger. Yeah, he's been getting mega targeted by Jameis and getting good targets, and it started to pay off last week. I don't know if he scored a touchdown yet, but. He, I know he had that mega air yard game, so he's leading the league in air yards. But he's pretty high up there in actual yards, too. He's yeah, top I mean, 10, right?
0: He had like 160 yards last week, right?
1: Yeah, he was good. So some of these rookies are panning out really quickly.
0: Well, he's like one well, of I've the got best a... Z receivers, and that just fits so well for Jameis. Go deep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the fuck it, he's down there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> So Olave is seventh right now in receiving yards at two sixty eight. Um I was looking at the air yards. Obviously he's first. Um <laughs> second place is Mark Andrews with three seventy six. There we go. He's been getting a lot of looks, so that's always that's a fun one. But yeah, Olave's been balling out. Um has he found the end zone yet? Uh no. So I don't think so. I think it's all yardage. Yeah, so He's he's uh he and Sutton are both a little overdue for a, for an end zone trip, but <laughs> Sutton being fifth and receiving guards is hilarious. That was it's fun early in the year to like look at these stats and, you know, wonder, you know, how it's gonna shake out. But like receivers like, oh, you okay got Diggs, Waddle, Reek, AJ Brown. Like, okay, that makes sense, but I don't think anyone would have guessed would guess Cortland Sutton at five without <laughs> looking it up.
0: Wasn't he the uh, the Russ favorite? They reported he was the favorite for Russ in uh, training camp.
1: Yeah, that was one that, that one kind of held true. And yeah. Judy's been hurt some though, right? He has so, missed uh, the mm-hmm. week yeah, or but, two. Yeah, Sut- Sutton's been his guy for sure, especially in that shitty game on primetime. But <laughs> anyway, we move on to yeah. Cleveland at Atlanta. I'm torn on this one. I don't know where to go with this.
0: I'm taking Cleveland. Um, I think it's uh kind of similar score-wise to the Cleveland... Jets game, just, like, score-wise. I think they both get over 25 points or around there. Um, I think Cleveland probably hits 31. Atlanta probably hits somewhere between 21 and 28. So, I'm like, the over, I'm pretty confident on for this one. Cleveland, I'm I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure if you looked at their implied totals, they'd be smashing right now. Um, for games they've gotten 26 points 30 points and 29 points i know that part of that was because of a busted pittsburgh
1: play their defense Mm -hmm.
0: is a lot better
1: that's something Um, you can usually count on with pittsburgh though like a busted play yep so basically cleveland
0: is doing is being really consistent and putting up points you know with their running game and Brissette not really making mistakes and just kind of working the system. Uh, so I am I think Cleveland does well. I think they win in cover, but I also think that they hit the over, and Atlanta is competitive and keeps it close. I think they'll also sc- put up
1: a good amount of points. I do agree we probably get a close game here. I'm really torn on how it plays out with this one. Both teams want to run. Both teams... Should have success running. Um, my my tough part on the total, like I don't, I don't think, I don't think the offenses are gonna flub out. I mean, they always could. It's you know, it is Mario and Brissette. Um But I don't know how the pace is gonna play out. And it's not from like a like, oh, like these teams are both super slow. Like you know, they're both like middle, little under middle. But if both teams are successfully running all game, like it's gonna eat up a lot of clock and. Like, you know, if clocks getting eaten up in a drive, doesn't end in a touchdown, as it is want to not for the Falcons, um, (laughs) then we could see it go under. Like, maybe we could get like a 24, like 24-23 is kind of tough, but I guess with enough field goals, you can get there. But, you know, there can be, you know, a couple touchdowns and a few goal and it stays under. And I think that's reasonable to expect, maybe. But I'm a little torn here because it, it this was like at 49 and i was definitely going to go under that but 47 and a half makes it a little tougher cuz like both teams hitting 24 is definitely pretty reasonable so right but i just i, I don't know who's going to win though like that's my biggest one like i'm really torn on how to call this
0: i mean i agree with that i do think atlanta keeps it really close um i think the difference is i'm expecting cleveland to be really efficient offensively and just sort of like, yeah, they, they'll they chew up clock because they'll run a lot, but they also might just score on, like, any given run play. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm expecting both Hunt and Chubb to do really well. Hunt more as the receiving back, Chubb on the ground. Uh, Atlanta, I think, is going to have to pass a little bit more, and I think they'll do it fairly effectively. Like, take some deep middle shots against a weak linebacking and weak safety core. So I like Pitts again for that reason. I also think London gets involved too. I think Corderell catches a lot. Um and I think Mariota scoots a lot. I think he gets some rushing yards.
1: Yeah. We actually haven't seen Corderell get a lot of receiving yardage yet. So yeah, that I wouldn't be surprised if that shot the other way soon. I'm more I'm more on London than Pitts this week. I think matchup wise he probably I think he's got a pretty big advantage on the corners for Cleveland right now. So he
0: does, but I think they're both going to get
1: fed. I mean, ideally, like, I think yeah. Pitts so the two might players have to
0: block, <laughs> but the line, mm-hmm. like the uh, middle of the field for the Browns is just usually pretty open.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that is that's something you bring up a lot. It's personnel and scheme dependent for them. And if Miles Garrett's out, maybe Pitts won't have to block as much. That's that's the big kind of injury watch for this. Is thankfully he's okay. Like, hey, Miles Garrett like his car flipped or something yeah that's he's got like some muscle strains yeah so and i hear people Uh,
0: who are like oh he was going 65 and a 45 or 60 and a 45 he's being reckless i'm like bruh who the fuck hasn't
1: oh yeah like
0: (laughs) 65 and a 45 is not crazy like my dad consistently goes i would say 55 and a 45 like always at minimum mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not the best but let's be real with ourselves here
1: yeah we've we, we've all done it's a point it's just a matter <laughs> of like staying on the road that's the big part so yeah but yeah and Pitts like so i was looking at atlanta's run success and one of the big surprises has been that like they've been running well to <laughs> like i didn't expect that with their own line um obviously it's you know usually easier for a bad line to run block but Pitts has been a big part of them blocking better he He's been like he's been blocking really well at both phases, and that's kind of been hurting his fantasy production some. But like he's been blocking super well, and it's been really helpful for the team. So okay, so I'll I'll stipulate this: if no Miles Garrett,
0: then I like Pitts. But if Garrett is in, go get your oval team.
1: It's uh <laughs> oh, your oval team, Zaxby's. Yeah, oh dude. shit! <laughs> he got a touchdown smart. last week, right? Yeah. Nice.
0: That slot there, that middle of the field for the Browns, boom, boom. A lot mm-hmm. of times I'll like the tight end if they're a really involved part of the offense, but if they're blocking, that immediately goes to, like, the defined slot wide out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's like Kittle sort of with the uh, Niners. Like, you don't want to play Jeff Wilson and George Kittle. Because right. if Jeff Wilson is doing well, it's probably because Kittle's blocking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> it's one of those conundrums but i think on the other side we like kind of the middle of the field against atlanta too and um ideally the slot for cleveland would be the spot and i see you put that in there and i was i was looking through like who their slot is but they don't really have like a good defined slot like sometimes amari cooper is in there right but like they'll put a lot of their uh i don't want to say no names but like the the lesser known guys in there. We'll see like David Bell in there, the rookie, you know, it's it's kind of a hodgepodge, but we do get David Njoku in there some. Mm-hmm. Um and he's tight ends have also doable against well, Atlanta, so I think Njoku makes a ton of sense here. Um I I think he'll continue his success from last week.
0: I am totally on board with that. Njoku is a natural fan sleeping
1: Yeah, he so he didn't practice today, but I saw it's apparently it was apparently like a play and rest day, so I'm assuming he plays in the off chance that like he doesn't play. I think Harris and Brian's also a fine play, but it sounds like it's a rest day. So I think he'll be good to go.
0: I think he'll be good.
1: Man, this, this is a tough route for me to call. I don't, I really don't know which way to go here. I think, I think it'll probably depend on miles Garrett. If, if he's in, I'll take Cleveland. If he's out, I'll take Atlanta.
0: I just don't trust. Like at the end of the game, if Cleveland does get the ball and is losing, I don't trust Atlanta to be able to stop it really. Um, but I I think this is another fun game with you know maybe some weak defensive points, especially if Garrett's out. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I like the kicker too, both kickers.
1: Oh oh yeah, that's the thing when you have when the offenses should move, but the quarterbacks are kind of eh, uh huh then kickers man this is this is, a, this is a, definitely a big kicker game it's for in sure, a dome
0: relatively high spread or over under i should say yeah oh yeah
1: big kicker game and good kickers too so
0: yeah york and coo
1: <laughs> does that uh, does fable still have that kicker one i know i think they got rid of bad quarterback but they might <sighs> do the, they got the rid the of bad one.
0: quarterback league it's bullshit I
1: would totally <laughs> that one was so fun <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. But speaking of bad quarterbacks, we've got Seattle at Detroit up next. We right now both have Detroit, for now, um, total of 48, and Detroit favored by four. We both have the under on this, and maybe for different reasons, my kind of reasoning is I think both teams will run a lot, um, and I don't know if I can pick Geno and Goff to go over 48. So we'll call them A, we'll call them B, but I know you're a little concerned about some of the injuries.
0: I'm a little concerned about the injuries, it's true. I had Detroit as my eliminator pick for this week, actually, so I was definitely on Detroit, but they're they're really beat up, man, and I don't know. This game's giving me weird vibes that I don't like. I feel like there's a lot of people probably... I'm basically going to say or get to the end of it by saying that I think it might be a trap game. I have no doubt the Lions are a better roster, better coached, all of it right now, but if they're missing Frank Ragnall, their center, and they're missing half of their wideouts, their Swift isn't there. It's going to be really tough. I, I, I want to take the Lions, and I am going to, but I'm very wary of it. And I'm as sort of my uh, happiness hedge, I am picking Seattle
1: to cover as well. That's fair. Yeah, for me, a lot's going to depend on Amendrow, like if he's in or out, because if he's out. It's not like it's a bad group of receivers, but it heavily declines from like good group of weapons with him and Swift. And so, okay, it's okay, Swift sounds like, okay, we still Amon Ross and Hawk, but if Amon Ross, Alice can be tougher for me, but it would make the Hawkinson call like a lot easier to make on him doing well. We've talked about, we talked about before the year and kind of throughout it, and it's been panning out. Um, tight ends against Seattle have been doing well, uh, and it makes sense based on you know, their defense as well. <laughs> yeah, their
0: their pass rush so, is pretty
1: meh.
0: You won't yeah, have to so,
1: talk out the whole game. uh So I I do like Seattle. Um sorry I, I like Hawkinson to do well against Seattle here. Um I don't have any take on Seattle as a city. I've never been there. Um <laughs> and if Amon Rao's out let's even more targets. But Swift being out already adds some targets potentially. So Yeah, because those are the you know, the dump off passes, the secure shot to
0: swift might just go to hawk instead so he could have a lot of receptions too
1: mm-hmm. but it sounds like rag should be good to go um he played last week he's been kind of limited but i think i think he'll go um was there anyone else on there that was hurting i think it was just Third right guard. now Amon raw is the biggest their guard who's their guard jonah jackson yeah he let's see oh dj chark as well didn't so jonah jackson and dj chark did not get in practices today on Thursday when recording. So if both of those guys are out, i like if they're missing Jonah Jackson and DJ Chark and Amendro, it might be kind of tough to pick them.
0: And here's here's the kicker: uh, the Lions also might be without their kicker. He's got oh. a groin problem. So Uh-oh. Detroit winning, but Seattle covering to me is probably where I'm staying.
1: Yeah, th- I think we we kind of need some injury clarity for Detroit here. Yeah. Dan Campbell does like to go for it a lot. In fairness, he does. But... He does
0: like to go for it, but if your line is hurt and or Swift isn't there, using Jamal, you know, thing, it's just it's, a lot of things could go wrong, and I'm just mm-hmm. worried about it.
1: If their line is healthy or mostly healthy, um, obviously Jamal Williams is in a good spot here. But uh, I I think you could you can sit back and stream some Netflix, you know, as well. Um, that's <laughs> Craig Reynolds' uh, nickname jamal williams isn't gonna get everything and we've seen reynolds do well before so i think he is usable in the event or the assumption that uh Swift is
0: reynolds is a grinder you know they they love him they respect him mm-hmm. works his ass off
1: yeah they they have him as the running back three over some guys that they've, they've liked as well so yeah but yeah, this definitely one injury one to watch for sure so keep an eye on the guys here uh next up we've got jacksonville philly we are pretty in line on our pick here. We've got, we both have Philly winning and the game going over forty-five and a half. but Jacksonville covering the six and a half point spread. I think this is going to be a good game. This is actually probably one of the better games uh, of the week, I would say. Uh, obviously, Buffalo so Baltimore is going to kind of take precedent. But after that, like if Buffalo Baltimore were primetime, like it should be, this might be like the premier game in the 1 p.m. one.
0: Yeah. I I don't think Jacksonville gets shellacked. I think it's a possibility. I don't think it's super likely. Six and a half is a lot to me. I'm taking Jacksonville to cover this. They, they have the offensive weapons that I think Doug Peterson will utilize correctly to make this game close. We were talking about ETN earlier. Uh, Philly's defense is amazing, but they do have one weak spot and it is the linebacking core and you know receiving backs that's kind of their bread and butter man
1: yeah like jacksonville i know the chargers got banged up but their performance i guess the chargers you know gave me some reassurance that their offense like is if not like for real at least like competent and will do something most weeks like and so i don't and i agree i don't like to get shellacked either Keep an eye on Zay Jones. He uh, didn't practice today. So, you know, he's actually, yeah, I think he's leading them in targets or he's got a lot of targets actually. So that would be a piece missing, but I don't, I don't know who those targets would go to. Probably they would probably just get deviated out a lot to Marvin Jones and Evan Ingram and Kirk, I guess, because they don't really have a viable third receiver. It would just be Jamal I know coming in a lot. So, eh. but yeah, I do expect a lot of ETN here. When you've got a really good D-line, um, having, like, a viable dump-off screen threat, I think is pretty important. So, yep. He, uh, he didn't quite do as much as I thought he would against the Chargers last week, because uh, the Chargers, you know, got hurt and didn't really push the Jags hilariously. Well, not hilariously, but sort of against the Chargers. <laughs> um, so, in a game where the offense on the other side will push them, and... There's a D line where they're gonna need the dump offs at times because you know the Jags' line has been solid, but this Philly front is pretty pretty rude. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I said rude. They're they're pretty rude. Some rude dudes. Um, <laughs> so they're they're rude to opposing quarterbacks. I'd say rude. that's
0: yeah. that's how we'll say it.
1: There we go. Brought brought it home. Um, I so, wanted
0: to note that I don't know how this is useful to anybody, but Philly has been scoring. In the second quarter, like, all of their fucking points. Uh, literally, it's, I think, 24 points, 17, and 24 points sheesh, are all in the second quarter alone. So I guess I'll be That's watching for that this week. I'm sure there are betting places where you can bet on second quarter spreads and whatnot. <laughs> That's, I like I said, I don't know how that helps anyone, but... They're scoring early. They're like they're just dominating teams in the second quarter and then just chilling for the rest of the game almost.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one where um I think the weather should probably be fine too. I'll double check. But this is an interesting stack one, I think, because if Philly faces an offense that like makes them keep going, like they could put up a shitload. So Yeah. I I think I honestly think you're fine using most anyone in this game. As far as it goes, um, I do. I will say keep an eye on the weather. Right now, it's projecting maybe some wind and rain. That would obviously put a bit of a damper on. Uh, I guess pun now intended. That I realize it's kind of a pun. Um, it would put a bit of a damper on our over projection. But these teams, you know, Philly runs a lot anyway. I mean, they've been passing more, but they have plenty of capable running between their bevy of running backs and Hurts, and then you know Trevor can move. They've got two good running backs, so I think they will be fine either way etn i i this might this might finally be etn week (laughs) he got closer last week but again i think i think i'm fine with anybody but keep an eye on zay jones though if uh if he does play i will say this game's got some kind of fun super draft uh appeal we'll shout out there uh both the joneses on super draft have a 1.65 multiplier and then uh goddard's got a 1.35 so and then trevor's 1.4 so Jacksonville gets some nice boosts here. I think ETN was 1.5. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, this solid game, but we move on to a game that is possibly the opposite with the Jets (laughs) at Pittsburgh. And we both have the under and the spread will, I think, depend on what we say here. We both believe that if we get Kenny Pickett in here, that Pittsburgh will pull out the win. Um, and I guess in that sense, we'd probably take them to cover there. Um, but right. if it's Mitch all game, I think the, the Jets might be able to pull it out.
0: I that's what I think. I think the Jets win against Mitch, but I think if you see Pickett in there, the Jets will lose. It's it's I don't know what's gonna happen. Um I do know that this game is excruciatingly bad. It's gonna be really hard to watch. Uh mm. both of these teams have pretty good like fronts at least in their pressure and all that they both are dealing with line problems uh the steelers just because they are the jets uh also just because they are but also their tackle so this is a lot of defense this is a double digit sack game it's gonna be really ugly and low scoring the under is like 10 points over what I would still take the, the under at. Like if this <laughs> yeah, was a 41 th- and a
1: half is pretty generous, <laughs> I think, for this game.
0: Yeah. um, This is going to be defenses. The only real viable people I like are uh, Chris Boswell, the defenses. I think Friarmouth has a little bit of upside. Um, who did the Jets just play this past week? They played um, the, Bengals, the Bengals, right? Uh, but overall their safety play has been horrendous so it's unlikely so, so sauce has been playing really well and he's gone against tight ends uh but he went against like mandrews uh, i don't think that you can do that with pittsburgh because of how good like trio of wide receivers are he's probably going to be on a wideout for most of the game so that means that frymouth's most likely on a safety and the safeties have not been good
1: gotcha that makes sense, yeah. I, I I assume Sauce would be on Deontay. He's been playing on the outside. He's their main guy. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if this is finally the week we see a Jets receiver, or sorry, a Steelers receiver do something. Um, <laughs> I might be playing Clay Bowl this week in our league, TBD. But on the Jets side, so I was digging into, like, the type of guys that have been beating Pittsburgh because they've allowed 100 yard receivers each week. But it's been so we've got Jamar Chase, makes sense. Nelson Aguilar and then um, Amari Cooper, and those are all guys who are either they have they have speed and then they've all actually been playing on the outside um, a good amount. And so I think that makes sense with Elijah Moore. Okay. Now I'm not sure how he and Wilson will be on the same page. Yes or no? With Wilson coming back from injury, it could it could be a tough week for them. Not because not saying like anything about Wilson's ability but more so like first game back against the Steelers like you're trying to get your chemistry right and even without lot the Steelers are solid like it it could go wrong quick fast and in a hurry especially with Fant out like but Elijah Moore definitely in my opinion like profiles as the type of receiver who has been beating Pittsburgh
0: uh i think you're on the money with that that's elijah moore has been like the deep pass chuck it downfield guy this year with garrett wilson kind of jumping into the slot a little bit more um yeah it's gonna be tough i'm wondering if this is like more and pickens because if pickens gets a one-on-one with the safety he's gonna score
1: yeah i (laughs) (laughs) well if mitch hits him
0: right <laughs> or, or kenny
1: maybe it'll be kenny that, right.
0: and that's the thing is if it's Pickett, i'm a lot more worried if Pickett plays play pickens
1: <laughs> uh, you, you gotta have that you know similar sounding name chemistry so mitch with Mooth and Pickett with pickens okay perfect gotta have the integrations <laughs> working <laughs> but uh yeah overall gross game though so yep. don't watch yeah <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to subject yourself to watching it? Of course.
0: I'll (laughs) sacrifice my brain for the good of humanity
1: so I can record what happened. (laughs) We appreciate your your service. Um, (laughs) Next up, we've got Washington at Dallas. Right now, I've got Dallas in the over. Uh, The spread's only 41. Dallas is favored by 3.5. I'm not sure there. This is sort of a tough one to call, but I think Gallup will be back. He wasn't back last week after everyone kind of thinking he would be so i am assuming he's back this week and that kind of helps push it for me a bit
0: this game's really hard i
1: everyone's just playing at the boner yeah
0: so the the commanders could have their fucking uh center back which would be really huge
1: yeah that helps
0: the main thing though is that the commander's o-line just allowed nine sacks with the uh their third string center or guard playing center, who is the backup to their, their second string, I
1: guess. <laughs> their backup guard playing center. Yeah. It's <laughs> brutal. Um, but
0: in general, like if their center is back, the commander's O-line is a lot stronger on the outside. It's their interior, which is rough, which is kind of why the Eagles just destroyed them. And the, in a weird way, it matches up well with Dallas's pressure cuz Dallas's pressure is almost exclusively from the outside it's this uh what's his name who is the DC and then coach in Atlanta is a Quinn yeah he does a lot of you know linebacker blitz with Parsons cornerback blitz and safety blitz like coming around the edge and that's where i think Washington's strength is in pass protection so I could see Wentz having less trouble against their really good pass rush than he would against the Eagles, and it's weird. It's just kind of how the jigsaw puzzle pieces together.
1: And that no, that's important though. Like this, uh, this year we have, like there's literally only one team left that's three and and they're probably not even the worst team. And there are two three and teams left. Like only three teams are on like the you know the uh, have a zero in a spot like there's so much fucking parody in the nfl and like especially this year like we saw it start to take shape last year that the individual matchups and the really big intricacies of it like are the deciding factors so i i no, i don't think it's too detailed like it's it's probably like right like sometimes you have to find that specific thing and that's what decides to match up i
0: yeah it's it's really weird Logan Thomas is healthy and good to go. I think he might be blocking a lot. So I don't necessarily love him for uh, fantasy this week, but I think he's going to be really important to the game. Um, so then you have, you know, the Washington Commanders wide receiver Bonanza. Yeah, McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. I'm assuming we like Terry.
1: Yeah, I like Terry a lot. I put him as a banger, actually. Okay. I think he'll kind of own Biggs. I kind of do, too. So, as long as, you know, once stays upright enough, I don't see him having an issue.
0: <laughs> Man, I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm going to take Washington. I know.
1: No, I don't hate it, though. Like I don't hate it. I get it. I get it. Like, now's the time with Rush in. But he's looked, like, okay enough that I feel fine about it. But Washington defense has been so bad. That's why I'm taking the it's over, regardless. so bad. Yeah,
0: I'm taking the over as well. Washington... That's the thing, is I want Del Rio to get fired, because he's terrible. Um, <laughs> their their defense should not be, I'll say it every week till he's gone, should not be as bad as it is. They have way too much talent to be this shitty, and they're fucking trash.
1: <laughs> they're really bad. Um, it sounds like Dalton Schultz will probably be back this week, too, by the way, which is a nice boon for the Cowboys, because they were hurting last week and still put out the win, so... So maybe
0: this is just a, a fun fire fest. There's turnovers. I'm sure Wentz will still throw a pick or two and probably. Oh yeah. As is
1: tradition. Yeah. D- <laughs> Diggs will both pick him off and get burnt, right? Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Schrodinger's Diggs.
1: Yeah. And then I do like C D Lamb a lot here. Uh, honestly, Gallup might help him to take some like pressure off him, but Washington has no one who can get remotely close to covering him. And C has been getting a ton of opportunity. Um, he probably he should have had another touchdown last week that he dropped. But like at some point, it's going to hit and he's going to have that monster game. And I think this week's as good a chance as any.
0: I'm trying to think how the run game might do for Dallas. Was Washington's uh, run D all right?
1: I started doing my line charts, like my offensive line matchup charts. Um, again, only three weeks in, so it's not super concrete yet. There's definitely got to be some skewed stuff. Um, but Dal- Dallas projects to have a pretty okay time against Washington uh, run-wise, they've got a pretty decent uh, adjusted line yard kind of matchup. Nothing, nothing red on here. The only thing that's like not green or yellow is the pressure rate. Um, just because Dallas is a line, is it, you know, as lead as it used to be, but they're still run blocking fine and their running backs are good. There's a, the, it's a good match between their running backs and their line. So I expect them like, I'd expect them to pretty much run and throw it a CD. Okay. And they'll have Schultz back, which will help all of that, and Gallup back, so.
0: I don't know. There's uh The commanders, to me, have done well against running backs, for, at least from what I'm looking at. At least all right. No team's really rushed for a whole lot against them.
1: Has it been, like, <laughs> that's, that's the thing of the, the context of it. Let's take a look here.
0: Uh, James Robinson was 11 for 66. That's pretty good, at least efficiency-wise, but they mm. didn't use him a whole lot. Uh, Detroit Eagles. barely ran against
1: them. The Eagles didn't really need to. They ran yeah. a bunch of times, but it didn't really get them anywhere. But that was probably, I assume, after that they scored a shitload to start. <laughs> so
0: definitely not like allowing a ton of rushing yards. But their second, I think it's more that they're a pass funnel.
1: Yeah, probably. Like teams are getting up and they're running a bunch, and it's even if it's not as effective, they're just doing it to burn clock. Yep. The Lions, I guess St. Brown switched, you know. So, if you take out Amon Ross St. Brown because he had that 58-yard run, um, Swift got 56 yards on 5 carries, Jamal got 53 yards on 12 carries, Reynolds got sixty on 3. So, the Lions ran well against them, but the Lions do run well just in general. And then, you mentioned the Jags already. So, and probably, yeah, like you said, they're a pass funnel.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're a pass funnel. I don't think their run defense is that good. But I do think it might be a little overinflated.
1: So, if anything, just that's more of a even more of a lean to CD in the password thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I assume, Also, I assume Chase Young's still out. Was he on IR to start the year? Yeah, he's still out. I want him to come back. He's good. He's really and he's fun and funny. Yeah, it's it's better when he's in the game. Yeah. So, but next up, we've got tennessee at indy a nice uh afc south matchup here we Both have, we both have indy in the over the three and a half on the spread is giving me a little hesitation because i feel like this should be close um on the Colts side i think you just kind of roll jt and Pittman and pretty much call it there just because uh especially if fulton's out but like tennessee secondary has been pretty rough and i, I expect them to kind of keep with the bread and butter here but I think Fulton will be good to go. I have to look he, into that. Yeah, he might have been back last week. I forget. Um, there's a lot to keep track of, but he practiced in full, so regardless, he should be uh, around. I, I think Pittman can be. In, yeah, I. I am uh, yeah,
0: he played the gold. last week. Yes.
1: This is the divisional home team for me. Yeah, that's usually how it splits. And uh, Darius, Shaq Leonard looks like he'll be in. So Ooh. having him is huge. I was maybe going to pick Tennessee if he was out, because that would have made Derrick Henry's life way easier. Yeah. Because his backup was pretty rough. Shaq's was. <laughs> so Interesting. I think for now I'll take Indy to
0: cover. I, I'm not like, I don't think Indy kills them, but.
1: They did uh, just beat the Chiefs, so. Yeah.
0: They, yeah, they did just beat the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. I'll be a lot of special teams flubs, but, you know. <laughs> Uh what's his name? Kyle Phillips for the for Tennessee. Good returner, but you know, not not always the most reliable catcher of the putts. Yeah. So Yeah. And then uh on the Tennessee side, I will say I think the I think Burks' arrow is up, and this might be the time to get a little ahead on it, I'll say. So he's been getting pretty involved. Um his snap rate, his route participation. Um he didn't have a huge stat line last game, but the game before he was decent. Um I mean, they just kind of got the Derrick Henry thing going last game. So, yeah, and Tennessee's secondary is weak. That's by far their weak point. So, I expect Tennessee to probably try to pass a lot this game. I mean, well, not necessarily a lot, but I'll, for them, a lot. For them, a <laughs> lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Colts' secondary is cheeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I think I don't know if I, I, don't know if he's a banger or if he counts as like a stream. He, he's on teams. He's, he's rostered in your league. Um, I think he's worth a DFS shot. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And if you're in a league and you're choosing between like, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know a good cop for him, but I think he's definitely worth a play this week and gets a boost here. Um yeah, Tennessee, it, yeah. Tennessee, Henry scored, Tanny rushed one in, and then Jeff Swaim caught one. Um, yeah. So it's curious. It really-
0: uh, this this Colts
1: pass rush might kill Tannehill. That's my concern with Shaq-Bat is, yeah. Shaq-Bat is uh, the yeah. pass rush. They, I think they'll be okay. I'm, uh, a, little, I'm a
0: little concerned. Not like... I mean, t- the Titans are good at kind of getting out of that. Um, mm. But their line is really beat up, and Luan is done for the year.
1: Yeah, they have the seventh worst pressure matchup at the moment. I'll uh, be again early on, so... And this... Oh, no, sorry. That's actually uh, Indy's side. Tennessee is... Uh, so, it's, for Tennessee, it doesn't come out bad. They're, they're not projected to get much on the ground, which makes sense. Um, but I didn't realize Indy was uh, taking that much slash Tennessee was getting that much. That's kind of interesting to look at. But Yeah. So... Huh. Hmm. Although, again, this this doesn't account for Shaq being back, I guess, too. So Because he's been out for... All or most of the games I forget.
0: He might have played week one, but he hasn't played since.
1: Yeah, I couldn't remember played week one or not, but he hasn't played two or three. Hmm. Yeah. That that's been the big thing with Tennessee is like I I haven't really paid much attention to how they've been keeping guys off of Tannehill, but they've gotten no push for Henry. And like yeah. last week they finally did against the Raiders who waited at that, but have like no linebackers or like especially with Paraman out, but it might be a little tougher sledding this week. So I'm I'm taking Indy. Their defense is definitely better than the Raiders and yeah, I, they're they the better team at home in this divisional matchup. So, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no real hot take there, <laughs> but divisional game. So possibly the worst game of the week. We haven't made our pick yet, but we've got Chicago at the Giants. We're gonna. I'm saying under 39 and a half. I, the spread is Giants here by two and a half. It's all tough and gross. The only players I want in this game are the running backs. This game is Barkley. disgusting. This is yeah. This is Jet Steelers, but <laughs> worse. Yeah. the The main thing to watch is uh, David Montgomery's status. I don't think he plays because he has a practice this week and he got hurt last week. Left so. Khalil Herbert, I think, is honestly a pretty great play. Uh, the Giants' run has been kind of rough. The Bears have been running well, in general. Um, albeit so. It's it's a two pronged thing for the Bears. I think they i think they run well regardless but also teams know that they're like i think teams are okay letting them run too in a way because like they're like okay like you're behind we're just gonna let you run like i really think like looking back on that packers game like i was like oh they ran on the packers i'm like wait the packers just kind of let them run and let them think they were doing well and then (laughs) it didn't matter um They've been able to get wins against teams, though, that way, like, who aren't scoring enough. Like, they beat the Texans last week, um, you know, putting up 23 points, but the Packers shut them down. So, like, I, th- I think it's going to be, like, week one they get the Matsu game. I think good fronts are going to really shut the Bears down, but or good offenses are just going to outpace them. But the Giants don't fall into those buckets. <laughs> so, I might... I don't know if I'm saying I'm picking the Bears, but... I don't know who to pick. Yeah, I think it (laughs) might depend for me on the Giants' receiver availability. Uh, At the moment, Kadarius Toney has not practiced. I don't think Wanda Robinson has practiced this week. Um, They lost to Link Shepard for the year. So, if they're, like, missing all those guys, um, and, like, if they're missing Leonard Williams, like, I think I i don't want to pick the fucking bears though fuck i don't want to pick either of these teams i think i am i think Uh, i'm taking the bears
0: i really don't know yeah i uh, this game is i hate picking this game this is awful
1: yeah and like i'm not going to recommend either defense because like i don't think there's going to be enough throwing or enough plays in this game to make a defense worth it but like they're probably safe like they're safe Floor (laughs) defense. They're not going to go negative, so there's going to be a turnover by a quarterback, and there's not going to be a lot of points. So (laughs) if you just want to not go negative, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's literally just the running backs in this game for me. Like they should do well, and that's all I want here. It's funny because these two teams are just so similar.
0: They have like (laughs) saying it earlier, like you take a quarterback who is not passing a lot because they don't really do that or can't uh, with a pretty mediocre o-line good running backs uh and a defense with a strong front and a bad secondary and it's
1: like you have just described both the giants <laughs> and the bears to a T. yeah this is like a mirror match but it's like a cracked mirror
0: because <laughs> like you're gonna have uh what's his name roquan smith out there so if they try to dump off to Barkley. So like the linebackers and those OLBs for the Bears are going to be on that. Both are like both teams have terrible secondaries. But both teams don't pass the ball. Because the yeah. Giants are trying to minimize dimes as, you know, passing and the Bears literally just do not have wideouts. yeah, they they just don't pass. <laughs> I guess I'm taking the Bears because I have a little more faith in Fields and Eberflus's defense against Dable's offense with Dimes. And I don't really know how to translate that, but I trust Eberflus to do well enough with the defense to stymie Dimes and Fields to do enough with the offense in his hands, whereas Dable has to rely on Dimes and
1: the defense is... yeah. On its own, I feel you. No, it it makes sense. It's gross. It, it's it's kind of weird that we might be predicting one one of these teams is gonna be three and one, and it's Which not is gonna fucked up. Probably <laughs> <It's not> gonna <laughs> be right. Um, one thing to add is that the Bears are actually getting pressure pretty well. They're just not facing a ton of pass attempts yet, so it hasn't shown up as big sack numbers and like the pressure percentage hasn't been converted to like high sack numbers yet. So, I didn't expect them to be. I, they had some guys on the front, but their front wasn't, like, amazing. So they're definitely doing better than I expected in that regard. But they're not – they're pass rushing well, but they're not defending their run super well. So, yeah, I get I, it's gross. We've spent enough time on this game. Yeah, <laughs> for a game we most likely will not be watching much of. Yeah, it's – so <laughs> next up we've got the best game probably of the week, uh, weather permitting, is Buffalo-Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I do say weather permitting because right now it looks like there is a decent chance of like some pretty high wind and some rain. So if that happens, obviously keep an eye on it. We It's Thursday. We've got no fucking clue how the weather's going to be yet. Um, if it is like actually really glo- gross, I think we kind of both agree to favors Baltimore, but we're picking Baltimore anyway. Um, I'm glad Buffalo, you're with me on this. This is one yeah. of mine where I was like, I didn't think
0: the bills should be favored in this.
1: Yeah no, I th- I was I, I expected Baltimore to be favored at home here, but yeah, Bill's favor on the road. I think Baltimore matches up well against them. And especially with Buffalo's secondary being hurt. I uh, it's I like Bateman a lot here. Uh he should crush their hurt secondary. Obviously Diggs should, you know, smash the Baltimore secondary, but this is this is an awesome matchup. Yeah, this is such a good game. Baltimore's
0: offense, though, and this is the big thing for me. Baltimore's offense is almost designed to fuck up the Bills' defense. They will run and carve through them with Lamar, and I think we're gonna have Dobbins good to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he got good. his feet under him last week. He looked good last week. Yep. Um, they didn't have a ton of you know great blocking for him, but he he looked fine. He looked solid, and I think they'll need his. Uh, receiving ability this game, too, probably. Yep, I just... Uh, Ed
0: Oliver might not be playing. He did miss last week. He could be back. But I think that the Ravens are just going to run on him. And obviously, the Bills are the Bills. They can score very quickly um, and very awesomely. <laughs> but I just I just have that feeling Baltimore's going to run. They're going to keep Jowan off the field. They're... Uh he's gonna have to score quickly and they can do that, but they're gonna be kind of playing from behind because of that. And as far as I'm aware, the Ravens are relatively healthy. They're missing a few people here and there, like they lost one of their linemen last week, but Stanley could be back. Um That would
1: be huge. Yeah. I Yeah, they, uh, uh, they don't have they don't have Fuller at corner right now. Right. Um, McCarry got hurt, I believe it was. That's the guy, yeah. But yes, yeah, Stanley's been practicing in full, so kind of a little swap there. So,
0: hmm, <laughs> don't big, be my upset
1: mm. pick, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that is an upset, which is kind of interesting. So, I'm trying to like figure out what's up with Buffalo's practice reports. It kind of looks weird to me for some reason. Um, keep an eye on Gabe Davis, he hasn't prac he didn't practice today. Um, I don't know if that's rest or not, but it's ankle i see he got unlimited wednesday so it might be like a planned rest day today um and obviously they didn't have poyer last week either or at oliver uh they're limited today so tbd there and obviously you know micah hyde he's on ir so and then jordan phillips uh didn't practice today and, he's already, yeah, and he rotates so. with oliver i think mm-hmm. and yeah you don't want to be missing Interior alignment against Baltimore no. per se, so because that because interior like good interior alignment are how you beat Baltimore one by stopping the run and two get get into Lamar up through the interior is a lot easier than on the outside, so And we've you know seen that throughout his career. So yeah, I had this uh,
0: image in my head of Von Miller going after Lamar and Lamar just running the other way.
1: <laughs> <And> just yeah <laughs> von not being anywhere close to being able to catch him when he's going damn it lamar lamar has been on a tear this year i love seeing it i love it um so yeah have the cover uh Baltimore winning and covering that buffalo minus three the total fully depends on the weather if weather's good over 51 if it's bad probably under 51 yep. so but i assume it'll drop as we you know if we get more info on that aspect of it i'm excited for this well, one no, i'm excited to see Dobbins get a lot more involved. Yeah, this is like the 1 p.m. game to watch. Yeah, it's wild this is at 1 p.m. and not in prime time.
0: Yeah, it is. But, <laughs> yeah.
1: but anyway, next up we've got the Chargers at Houston. Uh, right now we've got the Chargers in the over. <laughs> Keenan Allen's uh, still a big question to Mark. It sounds like Lindsley will be, be, ah, Lindsley will be back. And then no setbacks for Herbert, which is big, so... I think they'll look a lot better this week. Yeah, thankfully, the Chargers got to play
0: the Jags last week because if they hadn't, this would be their first encounter with an inferior AFC South team, so I would have to pick Houston. Um, (laughs) They do it every fucking year, man. It's just like, oh, the Chargers have a way better roster and are playing a super inferior AFC South team. Oh look, the AFC South team killed them. What the fuck? I hope you didn't have them in your eliminator <laughs> pool.
1: Oh wait, you did. <laughs> God damn it. It fucking happens every time, man. Uh, I
0: am. I am going to take the Chargers to win. They. I think. Hopefully, they got their trap loss out of the way. Um. Purely, you know, Mozzie speculation, but I think they'll be, you know, back to regular Charger. Well, God, that's not good. Back (laughs) to to what they should be achieving. Back to being good. (laughs) Right. They're back to regular Chargers football, so they will lose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) So this, yeah, for me, this is the Eckler week. He is getting a lot of rushing attempts. Um, it's, he, he hasn't found the end zone yet, I don't think. I don't know if he has at all or if it's just to the ground. But anyway, he hasn't gotten in the production yet, but the work's been there for the most part. So Houston's run defense has been really bad, possibly worse than the league. They've been getting gashed, just utterly thrashed on the ground. So this is a big, probably big get right spot for Eckler. Half of their linebackers are ex-Jets that got cut. It's really concerning. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> for me, the uh, the spread depends on uh, Keenan Allen. It's minus five right now for Jackson, or sorry, for um, the Chargers on the west of Jacksonville. Um, if, and that's, that's a lot on the road. Like, if Keenan Allen's out and they're minus five favorites on the road, I'll probably take Houston to cover. But if he's in, I might be willing to say, okay, they'll be operating on full capacity with everybody. That seems reasonable, I think. So his presence will be the interpretive factor on the cover.
0: I, I'm with you on that. Um, I also think I like Pierce for another week. He's been getting, he's been getting all the work now.
1: Like They realize he's a yep. lot better than Burkhead. <laughs> I think he's starting to get receptions as well. Um, I think I he got to, two last week. Pretty sure, sure it was two. Yeah, so it's more than
0: zero. <laughs> it is more than zero. He's getting worked in. Mm-hmm. I do like that aspect
1: because he can catch. They just have to start doing it. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this for the Jets because we were talking about um, guys who are at 100 and 100 rushing and receiving already. And the assumption was it would be Keaton Allen, but he's not there yet on uh, the rushing, I believe it was. You know, the attempts just haven't materialized into yards yet. But Brees Hall is there, and his receptions have been super high. So – I don't know if we mentioned it when we were on that game, but I think Brees Hall of PPR is a little interesting uh, against the Steelers. But anyway, back, circling back to this game. Um, I don't know about JC Jackson's status yet because he's been out. So if he's out, that's obviously a nice boost for uh, Cooks, who as far as guys who are getting opportunity and underperforming fantasy-wise, Cooks is kind of at the top of that list. Yeah. So,
0: Mills likes to He
1: throws to him. It's just not working yet uh-huh this could definitely be a time to like do a herbert eckler plus receiver with cook's run back kind of thing i also think
0: i like staley more than lovey as a head coach oh just for, sure, for, sure, for sure objectively lovey's a little too conservative for me uh, actually kind of opposite
1: lovey's been a pretty bad head coach this year i think i don't yeah. i know that's about that might be a little harsh but i think he's cost them um i think he cost them two games this year this year so far which is uh th- which is a lot of them um like, <laughs> I, like they should have they should have fell out against the colts and i think last week they fought up enough against the bears yeah um like when you're when you're not pulling out these one score games that's a lot on coaching yep so yeah, and uh, I, wa- I was not i was not a big fan of yeah i was not a big fan of that hire when they did it initially i remember being like why are they hiring lovey I like Pep Pep Hamilton.
0: I like the concept of Lovey running the defense and Hamilton running the offense, but I think as a head coach, he is struggling. Yeah.
1: Speaking of struggling head coaches, we've got uh, Carolina (laughs) Arizona. um, Got it. To lead off our 4 p.m. window. (laughs) I I feel like Arizona should win, but I have no fucking clue. This game and the
0: Giants-Bears game, I just fucking hate. I the, Picking these games are impossible. You fucking flip a coin. I think Arizona is playing really poorly. And I think Carolina should also be playing better, but isn't. And could. But is it because of their coaching? Is something not connecting? I don't know what it is. I'm actually leaning Carolina because I trust their weapons more assuming McCaffrey plays if McCaffrey's out I'm taking Arizona yes but I duh god this game is it's fucked
1: man <laughs> and yeah Carolina's favorite here which is kind of interesting to see Carolina favored um yeah over under 43 and a half and I think I'm gonna take the over I am Carolina so so Carolina's defense has been decent enough but the they've not faced amazing quarterbacks they faced jacoby Brissett, who what they allowed 26 points to the browns or 23 in regulation whatever you want to say about it um and then they they faced uh daniel jones james Woodston. now they're facing kyler murray who as poorly have the cardinals have performed this year it's still far better than those three quarterbacks so oh, yeah. i'm gonna give them the nod on that and then arizona's defense okay It was really, really bad week one and the first half of the Raiders game, but it has improved. I I don't know if it's been matchup based and they figured or they figured some shit out or like what it was, but it's been a little better. I don't, I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's as garbage maybe as we thought. I think that was just the Chiefs kind of ramrodded them. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. But either way, it's, it's below average, but I don't think it's total garbage like everyone's thinking. So yeah, I don't um, think it's uh, a hor- like okay. Kyler's
0: been playing well. I don't think Kyler's been playing poorly. They're just very injured. Carolina is definitely winning in the injury uh, or less injured category. Yeah. <laughs> um, Arizona's wideouts have all. J- it's just been a turnstile for the past three weeks. There's no Hopkins. Rondale Moore's
1: been hurt, not playing. He might be back. Um, That's, I'm hoping he's been he limited is. this week. I think they should hold him out personally, but like it's just Sammy. He's a speed guy. Like may he needs you have to make sure he's 100% before you bring him back. Yep. So, I if he's if he's been limited all week, I hope they hold him out another week because like it would be obviously nice to have them that might be like a little push in their favor, but man, it's not it's not like something I would want to push it out them on his hammy, given the issues he's had already through his career. This game is really tough. Yeah, it is. It's really hard to pick. I, because
0: looking at it, it makes a lot of sense to me that this is a Murray-Scurry week. I don't think that Carolina has the personnel to be able to
1: contain him. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> You're right. They, they don't have anyone on defense who, could, who would keep up with him no. in that sense
0: they're ev- like their safety is xavier
1: woods yeah so that might push me to arizona then for- yeah the cmc status is a big one too like it, it, see if cmc plays that makes it tougher but if he's out then definitely arizona like you said yeah so yep. I, just, I guess this might be my upset of the week if you've got baltimore we'll see mm-hmm. um <laughs> this one's yeah well, this well. is a really like don't put money on this game <laughs> <laughs> it's gross um But next up, we've got Green Bay hosting New England. Uh, We've got Green Bay. I think they'll cover the nine points. I don't know about the over-under at 40 and a half. That's a tough one. Mac is hurt. He's not going to play. I know Bill's throwing out some shit about it. But it's going to be Brian Hoyer. And the Packers have a good front. And it's Brian Hoyer. So Green Bay is going to be fine. Um, I don't know who's going to be in receiver-wise. Romeo Dobbs was good last week. Um, the height from Rogers has, was fulfilled. Uh, LaFleur gave him a nice vote of confidence before the game saying he could play a lot. So he's probably someone who's going to stay around because Lazard was in last week too. Um, the other guys were out, like Sammy's on IR. Uh, Christian Watson was not in. Uh, I don't know if he'll be back or not, but like Cobb there. Lazard was there, but Dobbs still balled out. So I think he'll be a, a mainstay there now. I want almost nothing to do with this game. This is. I a want game... nobody on New England. I'm not playing a Patriot this week. Yep. You can't. You want... can't make me. <laughs>
0: no Patriots and <laughs> Packers is like, what? Rogers, Jones, Dylan, maybe, and one wide out You want to take a shot on? I. Is...
1: Yeah, it's tough on if I want Lazard or Dobbs here. I don't even want Rogers to be honest. They don't need to do much this game. Like, it's no. gonna be a running backs game probably because they can just kind of like chill. Yeah. I don't even know if I want Jones
0: to be honest, because it could be Dylan who gets the touchdowns.
1: It seems like a Dylan game. Like I'm getting that vibe. Might, that's my Mozzie sense tingling. It's a Dylan game. Yeah. <laughs> I this a it's, game's it's a dumpy game. This mm-hmm. game this game's a dumpster, so you got to get the dumpy in gotta there. Get that dumpy. Uh, <laughs> that dumpy dumpy. I'll, I'll I'll put Dylan in here then for that. Um, yeah, I think we can move on. That was yeah. That's all. Um, next up, we've got Denver at Vegas. We're picking Vegas, and it's mm-hmm. two and a half point spread. So cover that. I think I'm gonna say under 45 and a half, but I don't know. That's about right, um, man. So you asked me before the podcast if this game being a loss getting McDaniels fired, like if that happens, would I be okay with it? And my answer was no. I want them to win and figure it out because it's not like they've been ass. Like no, the, the their defense. Okay, their defense is cheeks, especially with Paramount out. Like. That was obvious. Um, their offense should be better. They should have beaten the Cardinals. I, I didn't. I didn't think they beat the Chargers like that one. That's okay. That's a fine loss. You lost to the Chargers. No shame. Um, they should have beaten the Cardinals because they they fucking blew a lead and then Renfro fumbled when he got concussed. I think he's still out. So yeah, they they they, they are passing too much. So oh, listen, I'm all for passing, but they're passing too much for how bad their O line is. <laughs> And like I was looking at their like they they held the ball none after um they got a lead like like when when you get a lead it's a it's a balance of running to burn clock and then high percentage pass plays to keep the first downs coming right. and they somehow they they fucked up that balance entirely. Last week we saw Mac Hollins have a huge game and the Raiders you know had a chance to tie it and get to OT at the end of the two point conversion didn't get it. I think that might have been the game that help mcdaniels realize that you you need to get your best players the ball like you, you i know that's i know that's fucking rocket science but like <laughs> Mac collins doing all that shit and you still lose like that's kind of a sign like hey like we should actually just try to like come up with good ways to get our good players the ball yeah and good things will happen so that's what i'm hoping for i like i really hope so
0: one of them is going to figure it out it kinda has to. This is someone's kind of someone's like...
1: getting fired this game, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: the hot seat game. I'll personally I have more faith in McDaniels than Hackett. The funny thing is that even if Las Vegas' defense isn't good, Denver can still fuck it up because their play calling is so abysmal. Um mm-hmm. that it doesn't <laughs> it's almost like a mute a fucking moot point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't matter it's what defense point, you roll I'm like... out.
1: <laughs> Maybe someone
0: should mute Hackett's mic. God, he's so <laughs> fucking bad. He's got—he's one of the worst coaches. He's so lucky that he is the coach of a roster this good.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that, that roster's insane is the thing, dude. Uh, so, yeah, it's nutty. Um, so in this game, um, I did notice Melvin Gordon has been limited with a neck tag. Um, I was gonna like Javante anyway, but that might push me a little bit more towards him. Um, he. Javante should crush this week. Um, even if yes. Perryman's back, like there's no one to stop Javante in the run or after the catch, which has been a large part of his fantasy points. Has been catching the ball, which is good to see. Like you gotta get your bowling ball going somehow, whether it's right. you know in your bowling lane or someone else's. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I like him. I also think this is a Waller Waller time. I'm not sure if Moreau's gonna play or not because he didn't practice today. Um, so that'll be someone to not take some snaps from him, but also like he missed a lot of the off season. He's still getting integrated, and I think this will be the where McDaniel's does figure out the like getting his players more involved. I expect a ton of resources to go to stopping Devontae. It's not that I think Devontae's gonna do poorly, but I think there will be more there for Waller here, and I think the matchup is fine for him. So
0: I would also I like Renfro
1: game. if he plays. Yeah, he hasn't practiced yet this week, so I'm not I sure. Know. Like, he could clear protocol and be fine, but until further notice, I'm assuming he doesn't play. Was I have a no clue
0: concussion? If...
1: Yeah, he con- he got concussed pretty badly. I have no clue if uh, Matt Hall is going to continue to be a thing, but because that no free safety, that's like for Denver losing Justin Simmons
0: was really big.
1: Um, mm. That's part of the Waller The love Waller, too. yeah, because Kittle on didn't on do a Javonte... whole lot last week. I would, look, I would look at the tight ends versus Denver here. Yeah, Kittle didn't do a lot, but they, you know, had him blocking the whole time. Um Texans don't really use their tight ends. Um and then fucking who they play week one, the Seahawks. Did Faint do anything? I mean, did they, uh, they, um Disley? Disley did. got yeah. Yeah, so Disley had a good game. So they, they have it like I know they face Kittle, but he was blocking the whole game pretty much, I think. Is Garota a better but... blocker? I I think they want him to be but i don't know if he is <laughs> I, I i haven't paid much attention to how his blocking is you would think he's he's a big white tight end you expect him to be a good <laughs> blocker but i don't remember if he is or not i think that was their hope but he probably is i'll just assume probably because we, we know that wall that's not waller's strong suit so i assume they have Moreau in block and i know they they've definitely had them on the field together some obviously they're like. For the most part, it's Renfro out there. Sorry, Renfro. Um, Moreau. Okay, they both end a know That was a reasonable mix-up. Um, <laughs> a lot of times when they're both out there, it's for Moreau to block. But there are times where, like, Waller's not out there and Moreau is. So if Moreau misses, Waller's probably playing almost every snap.
0: Yeah. I. So I'm definitely taking the under. I'm confident in that. I don't think Denver has... Has... Been in a game that hit the over yet this year. Um, and that's like my only thing. I love Javante this game. The matchup's so good. But there is one obstacle in his way, and it's fucking Hackett.
1: <laughs> True. Use yeah, Javante. The totals have been 33, uh, 25, and 21. So those have all hit the under
0: because no game is ever predicted to be 33 total. Nah. So,
1: yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. That's how... They have a really good defense. And that's, like, my worry with the Raiders is that, like, they just get ramrodded up front. And, like, Moreau being out would be a big bummer for their blocking. Yeah. Presuming that's what he's used for, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Picking the Raiders for now. It's more out of want. <laughs> but, yeah. So, nah. Anyway. Uh, Sunday night game. This should be a good one. We got Kansas City at Tampa. Um, when we started, uh, shortly after we started, we got news that God was going to be out. So that i guess that kind of confirms our our kc i'm still going over the 46 and if we're picking kc i guess kc to cover so yeah both teams could use a bounce back week
0: tampa bay Mm -hmm. does get a lot of people back um but kansas city is a lot different this time around than the last time they played namely their o-line obviously tampa's front is fucked up good Like, so (laughs) damn good. But Kansas City's O line can protect Mahomes now, and that should worry them a lot.
1: Yeah, that's. This is what I was trying to tell people, or this is my example, I should say. We were both on the boat of like the Bengals O line needs time, but I pointed the Chiefs as an example because I know you have done it too, as like they need time. Yeah, it it took them at least
0: like five or six weeks when they put their whole new offensive line together.
1: Yeah, and that's. And it is now meshing. So yeah. I, That's uh, with Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have fucking Mahomes back there even. So, I like Kelsey a lot this game, obviously. That's fucking easy. Um, the tough part is just who else to go. Um, Eileen Juju, I think he's kind of been emerging. He started to last week. And also MVS didn't practice uh, today, so that's a hurt. Uh, they do need Butker back, though. That's actually a big thing. If Butker doesn't play, I may switch it. Um I don't know if we'll have another kicker or what they're going to do there. Like how they're going to fix that situation. Cause they had, they had a kicker, but it wasn't like a with two M's or some shit. That's it. Yeah. So former jet. <laughs> Yikes. <Ugh. But> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if MVS misses, uh, I don't know how they would roll out their tears. I think they've been doing Justin Watson on the outside. Cause, cause more is more of a slot. Guy. Also, they've not really been playing more a ton. Yeah. Um, but I would go. I I would just go with Kelsey and Juju here because Juju's had two eight-target games already, so he's definitely the number two after Kelsey. I think. Yeah, I mean, it could be a like Kelsey,
0: Fortson and Noah Gray day. You <laughs> know, a, like it could just be each all tight the tight end. ends. <laughs> I'm kind of the wide receivers are really tough to pick, especially with the injuries. Um, who's the slot guy for Tampa? Is that Sean Murphy bunting?
1: Uh, I believe so. I can check the alignments though. But because he's like their whole secondary is good. Yeah, I think I think it is him. So Carlton Davis outside, Tom Murphy Bunting is—he's not been playing a lot. Wait, has he played this year? Has hmm. he been hurt? I thought he was. Maybe not. Um, then they've been doing a mix of guys to cover the slot. Um, oh, they've had Anton Winfield in the slot a lot,
0: and, and they do have kind of Logan under- Ryan,
1: safety. but I think he he could get in there. Yeah, every now he he. Ryan and Edwards have been in the slot some, but they've been using Antoine Winfield as their slot corner a lot. Interesting. But yeah. It's, yeah. Is Sean Murphy bunting hurt. Cause he's not played yet this year.
0: No, he's not. He's just, uh, I guess he's the cornerback to, uh, Jamal Dean. Who's yeah. stepped
1: up. I mean, yeah, they've got a really good defense <laughs> all, all around. Um, on the Tampa side though, I'm, I'm big for Lenny and Mike in this game. Um, I think they'll obviously lean on Mike Evans as their by far best receiver with Godwin out, and then uh, Lenny's been getting a ton of touches. I think it will have a better chance of materializing here. Um, Kansas City we saw is a little more vulnerable on the ground with Willie Gay out. So, and I feel like they'll also like I said, it's more of a like eventually all these touches will materialize into some good fantasy value. So, uh, here's and he won't be he won't be going to the major boxes like he was last week either. But maybe. Where did Dobbs line up at last week? Um, That's a great question. Probably on one of the sides. I'll look, though, because I think Lazard's outside, Cobb will slot, and then Dobbs is the other side, but I'll take a gander. It might, it might take me a, big, a bit of digging to find what side he was on, but in the meantime, uh, were, were you going to take the uh, the Kansas City receiver who's going to be on him?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the equivalent like place there. There has to, There's clearly something. So I will say this. I didn't mention it earlier, but Rodgers did play like, extremely fucking well against Tampa. It was one of the better games I've seen against him. Just because even though he didn't score a whole lot, he was doing a fuck ton moving around in the pocket and avoiding pressure and just hitting on the money, the guys that were open. And I expect Mahomes to be able to do the same, and that's kind of the only way you can beat Tampa is just... Recognizing who's fucking open on any given play because it's going to change constantly. So I think it is really tough to pick a Kansas City wideout, but if there is one that's going
1: to be open more, that's who I would lean on. So um, Dobbs had a pretty even mix of where he was. 35% of the time he's been left, 22% slot, thirty sorry, 43% right. So they've been moving around a lot. So I'm not entirely sure. I could I, I wouldn't be able to find it in the time before our episode ends but I could eventually find who was on him for those touchdowns. Yeah, I'll I guess watch, i would probably uh, just have to look it up. I'll
0: and, watch, like, watch the film
1: like. on it later and just <laughs> do the empirical. Mhm. Yeah, I haven't had a chance yeah. <laughs> to scale this game on that yet. Yeah, so, alas. Yeah, it's it's the the receiver situation for Kansas City's is annoying, though. though. I I I feel like as a final thing I'll just
0: say that it's really a testament to how much faith we have in in uh, Mahomes and Reed that we know who we like for Tampa and have no idea who to pick for Kansas City but we still expect Kansas City to win yeah
1: it is also <laughs> like it makes sense that it'll be pretty condensed for Tampa too like with Mike Evans back he's clearly their best guy so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah no Godwin out yeah Godwin is out but I'm not gonna Predicted another Russell Gage week, but <laughs> uh, anyway, though, we've got uh, our Monday night game of the Rams at San Fran. We both got the Rams and them covering since San Fran's favored the over under the total here is 42 and a half. That's real tough for me. Uh, you've got just over. I, I think I might go to that. Um, the big one is Trent Williams is going to be out. He's so good and missing him hurts so much. I think that's ultimately why I'm taking the Rams um because jimmy g also looked fucking terrible i forgot how much he can suck fucking bad the denver d is really good but man he was he was also just bad aside from that (sighs) it that was terrible it was Um, brutal
0: man it was brutal so shanahan is seven and three against mcveigh the the rock paper scissors for the nfc west is shanahan over mcveigh and it's Mm -hmm. like he's been an underdog in eight of those 10 contests. So I understand why San Fran's favored. Um, at the same time, I really don't think they should be favored to me. This is a lot more likely that the Rams could beat the shit
1: out of them. (laughs) If, uh, if they've got Toronto, sorry, Arik Armstead, sorry, multiple fucking Armsteads. Um, If, if Arik Armstead plays this week, because he didn't uh, last week, and they have, like, their whole healthy defensive front, I could see them making that work. Um, although, uh, Alshair all has an MCL sprain, though, so he'll be out for a while, which hurts as well. Um, so that's a big blow to the front, but their front, if they even if they lost him, if they get Armstead, their front is absurd, so that would be the way they win, Yep. Is if this goes way under and they wreck the Ramzo line, which is possible. And but... I do
0: think that has a likelihood of happening for a lot of the game, mm-hmm. just because the Ramzo line is not as good as it used to be, and the Niners front seven is really, really fucking good, as we've uh...
1: yeah, <laughs> we've talked yeah, about in this uh, podcast. Yeah. Their second year safety, I don't remember his name, but um, one of the broadcasters was just comparing him to Troy Palomalu because they both have like a. Last name that sounds in that, like, sort of, uh, Hawaiian, yeah, Hawaiianist, and then, like, uh, they both have long, dark, curly hair. I'm like, that's a kind of lazy con. Apparently, yeah. they, but, but apparently, so apparently, they, like, they like they know each other, though, um, Interesting. and like have worked out together, which I'm like, okay, that's a lot better <laughs> than but just leading with that shoulders. <laughs> oh, man, but I mean. I, I used to use head and shoulders, actually. Uh, I haven't lately, but uh, whatever gets, like, cold out, sometimes I need it, though, because the skin gets dry, you get that dandruff, and, like, I've got dark hair,
0: but... Yeah,
1: I use it. I don't know yeah, if I when... still
0: need to, though, because I used it in Ohio, where it's super dry. Now I'm in D.C., where it's uh, humid always, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need it in the summer here, but when it gets cold, I, maybe, I might need it a little more, but, um... So, anyway... Uh, Talanoa Hufanga is their safety, um, who has been balling out this year. Ooh. So he was their fifth round draft pick last year. He's been crushing it.
0: It worries me a little bit. Just the Niners defense and Shanahan out coaching McVay a lot that I understand why the the Niners really are the favorite. Mm. Um, but I, I think I am still taking the Rams. I just don't trust San Fran's offense right now. I know that all that Jimmy really has to do is get the ball out to Kittle and Debo or Ayuk and let them yak it up. Um,
1: but can he do that? He missed a lot of throws last week. He looked week. like shit last week. Yeah, he was so fucking bad. That game was brutal to watch. Ugh. Yeah, I, I'm like, I like, I cannot pick this team to win this week, like after yep. that. and then like they the could, Maybe thing... he gets a shit together, but yeah. The,
0: like, the other big thing is, with Trent Williams out, can this Niners team run the ball? And I don't know if they can.
1: Yeah, like, they do think we have Kittle back to, like, add to the blocking. But the Rams front, although not as good as we predicted, like, the, the defense overall, their front is still pretty good and, like, talented. And losing probably the best lineman in the league before you go up against the Rams is not ideal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Rams it is. but Rams it uh, is. Overall, I don't I don't have a lot of fantasy intrigue in this game. Obviously, like, you have, like, your main guys, like, Cup and shit, but it's probably... Yeah, if you a, have Cup, Debo, game. and Kittle, you're probably starting them. I think I'm okay with A-Rob, too. But that's a tougher one, just because it's been heavily dependent on, like, matchup for that, or, like, how much man they play. Yeah. Let me try to find how much man they play, because that has, like, that has been, like, the big thing is, um... In man, he's done well in, um... In zone, it's been more cup. All right, I, ca- I can find this if you just give me just a moment. Like, coverage go by team, go to Niners. Uh, they play a lot of zone, so okay. probably another cup week. Well, okay, it's always a cup week, totally but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's always a cup week. It's always keeper Cup. It's always Lamar Jackson, as my sticky note says, and uh, said, yep. it's always a great time being here to record, and yeah, um, yeah. we're we're glad we I I love, I love doing this podcast. I love football season. I love doing this with you, man. It's great. Oh, we're already in week four, baby. Yeah, man. Then, yeah, we're already through week or about to be through week four after, after this weekend, but, uh, we'll see you all soon. Um, after this week, uh, to go over these games and talk about the following week. But in the meantime, you can find us online at mozzie and the where we write about football. You can find us on Twitter where we'll tweet about football and, um, (laughs) that's 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 so that's Mazi and muscle not Mozzie and the muscle the the is only the website That's the big difference um <laughs> that's the but, official uh, one yes exactly the 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 it's like the ohio state it's like the, the muscle you know yeah <laughs> but uh thank you for tuning in and we will be back soon